0: travel podcast, a travel podcast that highlights our travel community
1: of women, people of color, and adventurous spirits. You can expect amazing travel stories and incredible experiences from all over the world, along with tips and tricks from our expert guests. I'm your host, Janine Romo, aka La Wild Explorer. And I'm your co-host and producer, Martha espinoza wynn aka Martha Gets It.
0: We hope you enjoy this episode. Today, Martha and I have a very special guest. We have Patricia Schultz. She is the author and a number one New York's bestseller of A Thousand Places to See Before You Die. It is one of my favorite travel books, and she actually has a new book out called Why We Travel. Um, We are so excited to have Patricia on the podcast today. We're going to be talking about travel her new book and um hopefully this inspires you to travel a bit more this is something that we do with each of our guests we do a little this or that just a quick icebreaker that we love doing so this or that for patricia schultz um new adventures or revisited past adventures (laughs) yes and yes (laughs) (laughs) perfect (laughs) Um, traveling with a guide or off the beaten path.
2: Oh man! Um, <laughs> yes and yes, both absolutely. Ma- <laughs> I'm making it. this very. I'm either making this very easy or very difficult for you. I'm not
0: sure. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> um, reading on a plane or at your destination.
2: I'm just not good at this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But I'd say on a plane. Okay, okay. We're making decisions. (laughs) Love it. Thank you, Patricia. Um, Well, we had a chance to um, read some of your book, look through all of the beautiful photos. Um, I absolutely loved it. I actually own a thousand places to see before you die. And I. I love the book. I have yet to actually finish it. Um, it's, it's like a bible size book, and there's so much good information in there. Um, so I'm really excited for Why We Travel. So Why We Travel is different from what you've published in the past. What inspired you to kind of change things up and, and do something um, a bit different? So you're right, the other book is something
2: of a Bible or an encyclopedia because, hey, it's a big world. But it was during the pandemic when the whole world kind of stepped back and found itself in a most unprecedented moment in time in life. And you know it was, I think, deeply um, impactful when it was understood that this wasn't just a few weeks or even a few months, but it was a time period that was open-ended that wasn't improving Um, at one point it seemed anytime soon. And so I thought, you know, I may not travel again for a long period of time and why is this making me so sad? Um, Why is it, what has been, you know, deprived or taken away from me? And why was it so important to me that maybe I didn't appreciate enough or um, reflect upon enough pre-pandemic? Because it's true, you're just, you know, busy, making plans for the next trip and putting one foot in front of the other and, you know, kind of automatic pilot and you love traveling, you love traveling, where are we going next? But nobody ever kind of stops and takes that moment. And the pandemic gave us, um, allowed us the time to do that and encouraged, I think, us to do that. And not just during, not just for travel, but anything that brings you joy, anything that you love. Um, you know, you're used to getting together with your family every Sunday. Suddenly you couldn't. You were used to, you know, spending time outdoors with your friends twice a month, every Thursday at your favorite restaurant. You know, suddenly you couldn't um, traveling to, you know, f- with the freedom and a frequency that suddenly you um, is being yanked out of your life. um, And instead you're home, you know, baking Irish soda bread for a year and a half. (laughs) So it was a great time in my life when I actually had the time and I had the reason to do a kind of deeper dive into travel because everybody was always asking me where I was going to next. Nobody ever really asked me why. Why do you travel so incessantly? Why, you know, why are you such a proponent or a big fan of travel? Why, why travel and why not painting or crocheting or, you know, um, gardening? What does travel do for you? And, you know, if you're listening to me speak in this moment, then you probably share that common denominator with me of travel and how important it is to us and how important it is in life. So I'm hoping that this book, um, you know, enlightens or sheds a a spotlight on all of the whys in travel because there are many of them. And it's a really, it's a really personal question and it's a personal um, issue of why we travel and where we travel to and, you know, like what brings us joy, what brings us happiness uh, and why it's valuable to us where what is the inherent value of travel
1: I love that so well said and you have been to many many places and they all are very different um, whether it be the culture the climate the people um, but being a female traveler what are some things that you always kind of do or um, make note of Or bring with you um, just to feel that safety, I guess, regardless of location?
2: Well, you know, one of the big things that has changed in travel in the last 10 years or 15 years is the number of uh, female or women travelers. Um, that there now are everywhere and those working remotely and those digital nomads and those on the road for years at a time. I mean, women have always traveled independently and solo, but not in the numbers and not um, as accepted as it is now and not as encouraged or even commonplace as it is now, mm-hmm. but I am kind of old school. Um, in that, I do think that um, it's not half as um, safe as we want to believe it is. Mm-hmm. But I'm from New York City, and stuff happens. I, you know, I'm not from a small podunk town where, you know, the big excitement is that somebody stole an ear of corn from, you know, Farmer Joe's uh, barn. So there's you know, stuff happens and I try to be on the defensive and try to evade those possibilities and that potential. So I do take precautions and I do go the extra step. And it may seem like it's um, a little, you know, two, two, but in fact, knock on wood, nothing has ever happened to me. And I, I managed to survive all of these years to be here to speak with you. So I just do um, what your mother would probably tell you, you know, like make sure somebody knows, but it's different now with all of the social and the iPhones. I mean, everybody in the world, it used to be that, you know, most people had iPhones or, or smartphones or a phone you know, a cordless. And now everybody, I mean, in fifth world countries, there are more people with cell phones. So um, I, it's different now that you're in touch and you're traceable and thank you (laughs) air tags. I mean, there are always things that will eliminate um, the worry of concerned parents or spouses or partners or friends that you leave behind when you go off to these countries that they still can't place on a map. So, um, but I make copies of everything. I'm sure uh, most people do, you know, your passports, your passwords. I make sure people have copies of my um, credit cards back home in case something gets stolen or lost or lost or stolen or both. And I make sure that I always have a hotel reservation. I don't kind of wing it upon arrival. Um, I have some structure to a trip so that people have a general idea of where I'm going to be, um, as well as being able to find me 25-7 because of email and social and all of that. So there are ways now that almost seem superfluous that did not exist five or 10 years ago. But I am cautious because I am alone. And you you don't wanna waste your trip or ruin a trip for things that can be avoided. Um, I have a tendency to go with a guide or a driver or a small group in destinations that may be somewhat questionable, but I love to travel alone in areas that are considered very safe, maybe more so more safe than in America even, which is not hard. <laughs> Agree, yes. Yeah. I know, really. I mean, people think that you're going, you know, like, oh, there's, there's, um, you know, amazement, you're going there alone. And I'm thinking, you know, have you traveled in the US? (laughs) So it's sad to say that things probably happen with more frequency and more commonplace here in the US off times, but that's another discussion.
1: Yeah, well Um, those are all very smart things. Um, I know that we try to be as safe as possible as well and copies of everything and everyone has those copies back home and at the hotel. So those are great. Yeah.
2: That's Um, today, I'm afraid, but um, it also just makes us intelligent
0: and smart travelers. So I I don't hesitate to do it. Definitely. Definitely. I wanted to, there's so many great quotes, and great photographs, and your, you know, short stories within the book. Um, I love the the quote, don't let someone else be the gatekeeper of your dreams. There's so many people that tell us, you know, what is safe, where not to go, you know, they put things in our heads, and just that, that quote really spoke to me as you know, someone who has, as a woman, has, you know, been told, like, oh, you're going there on your own, you're doing this, you know, why don't you just settle down and not travel so much, So I really love that quote, and I actually, I wanted to ask you, do you have a favorite quote or photograph from the book that you would like to share with us?
2: A favorite photograph? Um, Uh, I, I do love the photographs. And it was really cool because in 1000 places, we had like postage stamp size photographs, because there was just so much other stuff we needed to fit between two covers. But this book is all about photographs. And I think that we really, you know, we poured over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of photographs. And I hope it really like jumps off the page between the content, or the composition, as well as the Um, colors and the variety and all of that because to me that's just the world that's all of the possibilities that the world offers you know natural beauty man-made beauty well-known monuments unheard of places where is this oh my god I gotta go there you know all of the the um, inspiration that it gives us so I don't have one particular photograph there's one um, there's one combination of photo and accompanying uh, aphorism and an aphorism is just my own two cents worth my own um, um, suggestion or insight or uh, comment and it's the um, African girl in profile and she's leaning forward and next to it says so much of oh actually it wasn't my quote it should have been somebody stole it from me <laughs> it said <laughs> So much of who we are is where we have been. And um, that reminded me of my first trips to Africa. Talk about going to a place that everybody said, you're going where? How can you? Why should you? Your parents, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So um, that was a real eye opener to me, as so many places are. I mean, it doesn't need to be Africa. It could be, you know, Antarctica. It could be Montana. All of these places open your eyes, and hence the expression "eye opening trips," because they open your head and your brain and your heart, and they just open your world. And meeting the African people, I always used to think, oh, it's just about the wildlife and the countryside, so pristine and so beautiful, but it's very much the people as well. And all of that comes home with you, all of that stays with you, you know, all of the sights and sounds and smell, and all of the people that you meet along the way. You know, whether there's a language barrier and it's just a smile or an exchange, you know, when your eyes lock and there's laughter or there's acknowledgement that they have the most beautiful baby or that their classroom is very impressive because they just got a new chalkboard or because, you know, you're so impressed and respectful of them. They just walk seven miles to get to school. Um, You know, and we used to jump on the subway so that that exchange between people and the impression it makes and how you then return home with that. I I love that in particular I love her because she's beautiful and she's young and it reminds me of a million different people that I met across time in Africa and the different countries and in the different villages. And then I love that quote about so much of who we are is where we have been, and what we have seen and what we have tasted and what we have experienced.
1: Thank you so much. That's beautiful. I do feel like the connections that you make with the the people when you're traveling are some of the most um, important. The ones that you look fondly you look fondly on when you're remembering um, a story or explaining to someone um, the experience that you had. Um, you do remember the people that showed you around, or were kind to you, or made you feel mm-hmm. safe. Um, in those moments. So thank you so much for sharing that about the people.
2: I think it's a really huge, huge part of travel is the people. You know, it's funny because I'm the queen of places, a thousand places, a thousand places, and it is all about the destination, but it's getting to the destination when the travel and the journey uh, itself is, can be just as enjoyable and insightful as the destination itself. And then all the people you meet along the way. And again, the people that fill the destination, you know, like some of the people I've met um, from the Iranians in Iran were possibly the friendliest people I've ever met. The Irish people are always up for a good time. The Southeast Asian people are (laughs) gracious and lovely and welcoming in a way that just, you know, takes you off guard. So it's always a surprise and it's usually a very positive one of Mm -hmm. how wonderful the people are um, that you don't know at all. And sometimes within minutes become, you know, fast friends, either for a few minutes or for life, hopefully for life. But, you know, a short, brief friendship of 10 minutes is pretty wonderful as well.
1: Exactly. Uh, What would you share with our listeners who aspire to travel but have never ventured out?
2: Um, Well, I think that there's so much hesitation. It's really, really, really easy to stay home and do it next year or plan it next year or consider it next year. There's always a next something, you know, when the kids are out of school or when you're student loans are paid off or when you get your next two weeks or when your friend, you know, finally is changing jobs and will be available to try I mean there's always a reason to put it off and postpone. But I say do it like now, because there are no guarantees there are no promises. You can't postpone because you don't know. You just don't know. And consider traveling alone. If that means traveling with the group, I'm always surprised when people think that traveling with the group can be traveling alone, but it is because you signed up on your own. You're with a bunch of strangers who within you know six minutes are your new best friends. And you have the reassurance that you don't have traveling alone abroad for the first time and you get your feet wet and you understand how to navigate and how this all works and you understand that well, this isn't scary if anything what have i been waiting for and that it can feel twice as comfortable as it can back home and it's certainly twice as exciting as your old life that you've left behind so i just think you know you need to make it happen i don't care how you make it happen because there are always a million different ways to do it you know like talk to your friends talk to your siblings You know. Uh, start out very modestly in your own state, in your own city, you know, the next city over. Go for a long weekend on a train just to just to feel that you can do this. you know it's it's manageable, it's doable. The world isn't going to eat you alive. It's not half as dangerous as you've been led to think. And it gets you you know it empowers you to plan future trips that are maybe a little bit more ambitious or a little bit farther afield or a little bit more involved so start small you know your first trip doesn't need to be alone to you know Rwanda your first trip can be with your you know your best friend um, that's a four-hour bus ride or train ride away So start small if that's what does it for you, because we have so much to see here in the U.S. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you could just spend a lifetime doing that, although I wouldn't suggest that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. No, you're right. We have so many great places. There's one part in the book. It's actually page 150, and I made a note of this because there's such beautiful photos. And I've been to a couple of these U.S. places, and they look a lot similar to the places that you're suggesting. So this part in the book is called No No Passport, No Problem. So if you're wanting to venture out a little bit more, but aren't able to, if you want to go to Cappadocia, Turkey, um, Patricia suggests you try Bryce Canyon National Park um, because they both have like those really cool hoodoos. There's other suggestions in there. So if you want to check it out, be sure to pick up Why we travel. And just thank you again.
2: Oh, thank you. Thanks very much. And good luck with
0: everything. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. 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 Bye.
1: That's our episode. Please remember to subscribe and follow for new episodes dropping every Tuesday. If you enjoyed our show and our guests, please feel free to follow us on Instagram at Oh my
0: travel podcasts at the wild explorer and at martha gets it and please feel free to share this with your friends and leave us a positive review on apple
1: Podcasts. bye, bye. oh